Hi, everyone. This is Alan Schimmel, Editor-in-Chief, DevOps.com, here for another DevOps Chat. Today's DevOps Chat guest is Jeff Schaefer, who is responsible for a CA Technologies Continuous Delivery CD business. Jeff, welcome to DevOps Chats. Thank you, Alan. Glad to be here today. Good to have you here. Jeff, of course, I, I think the last time you and I spoke was at, it was at the Jenkins World event, and we had a chance to actually sit down on video and, and talk a little bit about you know, where you see the market, where you see the DevOps uh, market going, what CA's involvements are, and where, where you guys are kind of placing your bets and moving your pieces around as, as this market continues to evolve. Um, and we were, of course, talking offline before we started today's uh, podcast about kind of how you view, you know, the different waves, if you will, of maturation of of companies' life cycles with software and, and so forth. And you mentioned third wave, fourth wave. I'd love, if you don't mind, if we could share a little bit of that context with our audience in terms of your view of, you know, the historical uh, ebb and flow here of history, if you will, of, of where we are. So it, would you mind sharing that? Thanks, Alan. So, uh, Alan, as we were discussing, uh, you know, our the thesis and the drivers for uh, continuous delivery actually start uh, kind of in the history of, of technology, and there's probably never been a more exciting time uh, for any of us to actually be involved in uh, you know, application development and uh, technology in general is it's transforming all the markets. And the history is useful to the extent that it helps us understand the future as well. And when we think about it, you know, we're really in the midst of the third wave in which businesses have disruptively adopted technology in the business. The first wave was back in the 1960s, and it was, it was really about the mainframes and the digitization of the paper processes of a company. And it was a process disruption. The second wave was in the 90s, and it was really about ERP and CRM systems where we were automating the supply chains of companies. And again, it was a process disruption. Today, we're in the third wave uh, around the application economy. And in the context of digital transformation and the app economy, uh, you know, companies today, they you know, promote their brands, their products, their services through their web and their mobile applications, and it's become the primary methodology by which they engage their end users. And it is actually underpinning and enabling um, business model disruption, which is very different than the prior two waves of disruption. Uh, so when we look at it, it's, it's uh, you know, entirely new business models. We've all, we're all familiar with the good majority of those in terms of, for example, Uber disrupting uh, transportation, and we're, you know, Netflix disrupting media, et cetera. And one of the, one of the challenges about the third wave is that, uh, or following the third wave, actually, I think it's the fourth wave, and the fourth wave is going to be around systems of insight and engagement by which companies are able to take all of the, the multitude of data that they're generating in terms of every interaction with their end consumers you know, with suppliers and providers, and to be able to analyze those data sets, multivariate analysis, and derive deep insights, and to be able then, in turn, customize customize their offerings. Um, companies will be able to use that data to make more of the right decisions more often, to drive efficiencies, etc. And so that's really the fourth wave, and it's coming. But before we can actually fully benefit from the fourth wave, we actually still need to master the third wave. And in the context of the third wave, the app economy is really about how do you get 
um, you know, these applications, these web or mobile applications into the hands of in consumers more quickly. At, you know, great quality and, and a lower cost of uh, factor of production. And so that's really the area where companies, you know, companies are today are focused. And to do that, what most companies are doing is they're adopting agile methodologies, right? They have to increase their competitiveness and their ability to deliver this custom software. So they look to get development up to velocity. So they're adopting agile methodologies and then they quickly realize that the rest of the value streams are not at, are not at velocity, so testing, release, operations, which then leads them to adopt DevOps, which is where we're gonna have a great conversation today. Mm -hmm. And with DevOps, they start to you know adopt the culture and the practices, and they realize they need a new enabling tool chain. And so, if you think about any technological disruption being a function of organization and people, being a function of process, and being a function of tools and technology, they now adopt a, a new tool chain, which is the continuous delivery tool chain. And that's uh, that's an area where we at CA are focused in these, you know, about how do we provide the coaching around the organizational transformation and the practices and the, and the process transformation. And then, you know, from a product perspective, we're, we're, we're building the next generation tool chains, uh, building block fashion and bringing those to market to uh, support companies' transformation and competitive, competitiveness in the application economy. Perfect. And you know what, Jeff, that actually dovetails into, of course, uh, just today, we announced on DevOps.com that we've added a new uh, CD or Continuous Delivery Neighborhood, which CA has graciously uh, sponsored. And um, we're really looking to build this into a, I don't want to use the word portal, it's so 1999, but a destination um, where people can come and get some great content, some great education around this whole CD tool chain and the and a CD economy, if you will, that that is 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 growing up. But you know, Jeff, going back to what you were talking about, we, we can't get to the fourth wave until I think the third wave is a little bit more solidified, a little bit more mature, a little bit more settled in. Um, we, we in my mind what we're seeing is a lot of these convergent circles starting to overlap, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You mentioned Agile. We mentioned CD. We mentioned things like API, right, which is another big area for CD, uh, for CA, excuse me. Yes. And, you know, they're not, uh, they're not totally independent of each other, nor are they totally dependent on each other each other but you know they kind of form the ultimate venn diagram where the overlap is just marvelous right i mean it's just a wondrous time to be in business if you're using you know you're leveraging all of these things what you know and you've been around jeff as i have what, what do you what do you see with that Yeah, so Alan, exciting things, exciting things. So uh, a couple of quick comments. Um, one on the on the continuous delivery neighborhood, really excited for that. Alan, I can tell you that in that uh, context, whenever I meet with uh, you know peers across the industry, one of the things that comes out very um, very broadly today is there's a big gap between conceptualization of things like agile DevOps and continuous delivery and translating those into real-world practice. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity to provide that education 
to provide a you know a journey uh, to share examples of how people have adopted these and succeeded uh, is going to become absolutely instrumental in terms of you know unlocking the the full potential of of this you know the, these methodologies and these concepts and and deriving the business benefit. So really excited with what DevOps. Dot com is doing with respect to the educational exercise and also you know devops.com and its sponsorship of the devops express consortium which is another you know multi vendor body that's that's focused on this translation of concept to real world practice mm -hmm. and of course you know here at CA we're happy to be a founding member of devops express as well as you know a sponsoring member here for devops.com in the CD neighborhood uh, the second thing is when we look at the change in the continuous delivery tool chains what we're finding is as companies adopt Agile, they start looking to have, okay, what is the prescription of the next generation software factor or software lifecycle? And as they look at continuous integration to continuous test, continuous release and deployment and continuous operations, you know, how do you string these building blocks together? Uh, and the only way to reduce the cycle times is making both a process change but also the tooling change. And the tooling, the tooling is very different today, you know, versus say some of the um, the legacy providers of of application development and testing tools. Uh, it's all programmatic, API driven, so that it's fully automatable. Uh, there's a lot more, you know, the, the, as you were describing, the intersection of the Venn diagrams is really a function of the feedback loops. So how do I take data? For example, from operations and use that to make a smarter example in, in continuous testing. Let me share an example of what we mean by that. So if you have a mobile application, you know, mobile applications much more difficult to manage in production than say a web app. First, people simply don't update their smartphones that often. And so you end up with a long tail of versions in production environments. Mm -hmm. uh, they're running on different operating systems. App, you know, iOS or uh, Android and different versions of the operating systems. They're running on different hardware platforms like an iPhone 4 or an iPhone 7, Galaxy 7. They're running across different carriers and there's over 700 different carriers worldwide. And it becomes a factorial problem. And it's unlikely that any given testing team um, you know, has the ability to model that many combinations. It's a factorial problem. Can model that many combinations in their test metrics. But if you have operating data, and you know that 80% of the user base is on these five to seven combina combinations, then you can provide that data back to the QA team and proactively test those combinations and take your risk in the tail of where um, you know people have uh, more infrequently uh, completed combos. But by the same token, if you can detect failures in operations, you provide that same data back to dev, and you know they can focus their investigative research as, as they work on their current product engineer. So when we think about the Venn diagrams and how all of that works together in the future, it's it's not only are the format factors of the tools changing, but the feedback loops become absolutely essential in order to fully automate and to you know systematically improve the software lifecycle process. And so really exciting time. And we'll often hear that today, you know, this idea of shift left and shift right. But it's really a com it's you know, those things embody is you know, that vocabulary embodies a number of concepts. You know, one is, you know, how do I push activities earlier and earlier into the um, development process under shift less? So how do I incorporate, say, for example, performance testing 
early, and then how do I, um, you know, tie performance testing into operational testing, and how do I provide that feedback loop all the way back? So just exciting times, lots of transformational changes, and people are definitely looking for uh, prescription and in methods as to how to, you know, how to uh, how to reconfigure their software life cycles and incorporate that into their current, you know, um, software development methodologies, and that's what I think, you know, DevOpsExpress.com will be so good at is helping helping provide that provide that center of knowledge and, and, and best practices uh, for the betterment of the industry. Absolutely. Jeff, we're, we're, believe it or not, we're almost up at time. But I, I wanted to, and I don't mean to embarrass you, but I, uh, I want you not to be shy here. CA has done a masterful job of, of amassing, developing both holistically, acquisitions, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, a play in this new, you know, third wave, fourth wave, uh, Absolutely. economy, if you will. Give our audience, again, don't be shy. Why do you think CA is best situated to to really leverage what, what's happening out there right now? Yeah, great question, Alan. So uh, two, you know, three, maybe three key points on that. So number one um, is if, you know, Clayton Christensen, uh, who is a professor at the Harvard Business School, you know, he wrote, a, he's written extensively on the concept of disruption and disruptive innovation in the market. And one of the key things that you learn about or learn from Clayton is that, you know, the incumbents never survive the disruption. And it's not because they're, uh, you know, it's just because of their decision making and, and, and how they're, you know, how they're, you know, driven by their, their paradigm. And CA uniquely is in a position as a as a company to invest in this next generation of continuous delivery uh, capabilities, uh, and so we've been you know we've been putting together this next gen tool chain uh, through a combination of organic product development as well as acquisitions, and so um, we're uniquely in that position in the market in terms of being a vendor of sufficient size to provide that consolidated next generation tool chain and to ensure it works together. Uh, per you know, kind of the research of the market and industries over time, you know we're in a unique position relative to the uh, traditional incumbents, and I'm excited. You know we've uh, we pulled together the Rally software, which brings you know kind of market-leading agile management capabilities uh, into the portfolio, and we start with the planning process and, and agile management. We realize that in the application economy. Uh, that, you know, drive the automation. That oftentimes in the app economy, the API is the application, uh, but it's also the primary means by which we exchange data and you know are able to integrate or automate all of the functions, as well as you know create the next generation architectures, which are all you know mon- you know which are all kind of composite applications built on microservices, which work through APIs. So we're connected by the APIs. And so we've invested in Layer 7 and, and brought in a really robust API management capability. And then we are laser focused in the continuous delivery space. So how do we take um, an orchestrate release with release automation software and release automation continuous delivery edition, which is, which is basically harvesting the data and providing the analytics so that we can systematically improve and continuously improve the, uh, the software development lifecycle. And then beyond that, you know, we have a number of uh, kind of the next generation continuous testing tools. So, you know, everything in terms of, uh, we just recently acquired BlazeMeter. Uh, it's a fantastic uh, capability and in, in, in at the heart of continuous testing. You know, it's a commercialization of open source projects, JMeter and Taurus, 
which allows us to automate any uh, open source testing tool, whether it's the JMeter testing, uh, which is the second most widely adopted uh, you know, community-developed testing product, or Selenium, which is the most widely adopted uh, testing product, Gatling, Locus, et cetera, so a host of open source uh, testing engines. We add value above and beyond that. It's all hosted in the cloud, deploys both in public and private clouds for the tests themselves. And, and so it's highly automated, it's uh, very scalable, and it allows us to left shift the testing all the way into the you know, integrated testing, the component testing, and the unit testing of the new software lifecycle processes. We also have put together a number of tools that improve testing efficiency around test data management, so how you can't automate your tests unless you automate the test data and providing test data in a, with the right sort of attributes in order to drive the tests in a productive way. Uh, we have service virtualization software, which allows us to, uh, you know, to 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 um, simulate, uh, you know, test environments and to emulate the test environments and abstract away things like mainframes or databases, or com and which allows for both, you know, parallelized uh, development when other components aren't av available. We can simulate those or emulate them, and then in the testing practice itself, we're able to isolate applications and put them under load test in, in an effective way all the way out into our operational tools where we're able to shift right and provide you know kind of you know the you know what's done in pre-prod gets used in production how do we get the you know the, the the integration and the feedback loops back into the testing and the development processes and so we've really been focused on you know putting together that next-gen tool chain around continuous integration continuous testing continuous release and deployment continuous operations and uh, you know again we're you know in a unique position to do it uh, we're unique in the fact that it's a disruption within the market, and you know we were able to uh, you know put together this tool chain, and we've made a lot of progress in developing that tool chain up till now. And we're finding companies like the, the people we're working with across the industry uh, adopting the CA tool chains. You know we're finding some significant improvements in not only the velocity but the quality and the cost effectiveness of their software development practices. Uh, so, for example, companies that were you know, getting one release out every year are now able to do, you know, 30,000 deployments uh, per month on 300 applications in both, you know, the test, the pre-prod, and the prod environments. Uh, we're able to significantly reduce the cost of handling data and, the, and, the, and increase the automation of testing, uh, you know, up into the 85-95% range. Uh, lowering the cost in, in achieving, you know, ROIs in some cases of over 300% and paybacks on the investment and in, in, measured in months, uh, you know, two to three months, which is very unusual around, um, you know, what normal people, what people would normally expect of an enterprise software vendor. So we're really excited with the, um, you know, the difference we're making in the lives of our customers, uh, the, the operating benefits, the business benefits, and then the overall, uh, you know, the impact that we're going to make in the industry in the whole. Fantastic. Hey, Jeff, we're way over time. I apologize, and I apologize to, well, I'm not apologizing to those listening. I think they'll find it worthwhile. But we do try to keep these at 10 to 15 minutes, and, and we've gone over. But I think it was it was worthwhile. We had a lot of information to share. Jeff, continued success in, in uh, leading up the uh, CD business and at CA Technologies, and I'm, we're looking forward to more exciting news soon. And we're actually looking forward to the CD neighborhood on on devops.com really becoming a a go-to place for people looking for information around it so thanks very much on, on the sponsorship for that as well um we'll we'll be in touch again soon until next time i hope you stay well jeff schaefer 
Uh, he runs the CD business at CA Technologies. Thanks for being our guest on this episode of DevOps Chats. Uh, this thank is, you, Alan. Thank you. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com, and we'll see you again on another DevOps Chats. <laughs>